Hi, this is Krista Renee from the 90 Day Podcast. We celebrate the month of February for our cultivating legendary stories of our American Black histories. The month of February, the 90 Day Podcast would like to highlight some of our guests who are doing great things in our American history. Hear their stories on the 90 Day Podcast. This is Krista Renee, and I hope you enjoy our Black History Month. My name is Madison Lomax, and I'll be talking about my story for Black History Month. When I was young, I always dreamed of being a young, successful Black woman when I grew up. Whether starting my own business, joining an organization that pays well and well-known, or just creating something of my own that would progress into something more that people would be invested in. My mind was like Usain Bolt race, constantly running up some ideas that could help me get to the top. That goal stayed in my mind just like Rosa Parks staying in her seat when she refused to get up for a white man. But because I had a drive, a passion for greatness, there was always somebody there to destroy my vision. During middle school, I met these group of females that had the same vision as I did. We all instantly clicked. We shared our dreams, our, ex- our expectations, our goals, our accomplishments. We shared everything with each other, which made us stronger and more hungry for success. We stayed by each other's side through thick and thin and through our ups and downs. We learned a lot from each other, our weaknesses, what we had to go through into our lives, everything. Fast forward to the ending of high school, we all graduated with one another. We were all so happy diplomas in our hands, taking pictures with families and friends with our graduation caps on, people congratulating us on making it through. But most of all, we were all grateful that we stayed by each other's side because at that moment, we knew once we left that schoolyard, what we had to do. After a few weeks of debating what to do, I came to a dead end. I was stuck. I didn't have any ideas in my mind that could help me start off. I slowly started to give up on myself, thinking that my dream was impossible. I started to listen to what people were saying to me when they said I couldn't do it. And I believed them. Maybe I can't do it. Maybe I'm not worth it. I watched how happy my friends were when they got accepted to their dream college. They threw parties and celebrated till the night was over and the sun was out the next day. It broke me. I started listening to one of my favorite artists, Tentacion. I listened to Jocelyn Flores, The Remedy of a Broken Heart, Everybody Dies in Their Nightmares. If anybody knows those songs by him, you just know how relatable his words can be with your life. I came across to one of his songs called Rebirth. In that song, he said, The people who struggle the most are good at the hardest, will succeed in the end, I promise. You will not have the hardest life forever. Everything will come to you. What you deserve will come to you. And when I heard those words, it was like my old battery was finally replaced with a whole new one had my drive back. That night, I was chilling in my room, listening to X. My mom had handed me the phone with my uncle on the other line. We talked and laughed for hours. It was great. I eventually brought up my goal and me being at a dead end. I thought maybe he could help me with some ideas. My uncle then started to educate me about the military and how that's a great start off to get off your feet. I was so invested into what he was saying that the next day I went down to the Navy recruiting station and joined. I was so happy. 
so glad that I finally had my start off. March 29, 2021 came and I was shipped off to basic training where I graduated as a division leader and went to A school. And I also graduated as a division leader and, was, and graduated as top of the class. I was on the roll and I loved every minute of it. I was finally getting to where I needed to be. After A school, I was stationed in Bremerton, Washington, where I'm at today, serving my country. I'm working on getting my calls that I need for my job and showing them my best performance so that maybe I can retire as a chief and help other young sailors like me who have to drive for success to get to the top. But through all this in my life, I like to thank the people who were there by my side to encourage me and push me to where I'm at today. My family and my group of friends that I still keep in contact today. I thank you all. I'm Madison Lomax and this is my story. Hi, this is Krista Renee from the 90 Day Podcast. In the month of February, we speak of Black History Month in reference to people who was iconic in past history. This month, I want to reference Black History Month on my family and myself and our reflections in history. Born and raised in Hartford, Connecticut, Raised by my mom, Marsha Hippolyte, and my dad, Xavier Levi Hurst. My siblings, I have one biological sister, Belinda Hippolyte Jewel. One biological brother, David Bernard Hippolyte. Two stepsisters, Tracy Hurst and Doris Hurst. And one stepbrother, Xave Hurst Jr. I ask myself, what is my purpose here on earth? When I was a young girl growing up in Hartford, Connecticut on Pliny Street, I used to write little skits and would want my friends to participate in those skits. Since they never took it seriously, I stopped taking it seriously. I was once a drill team coach. I only coached the young girls on my street. We never competed with another drill team from another block. This was more recreational that we all enjoyed doing. Plus, (laughs) it kept us out of trouble. I must say, even back then, we were loud strong and fierce fast forward a lot of years later when i attended capital community college i was selected to become the black student president i was proud to have such a great title like that i felt respected and my opinion really mattered my joy to the world are my children Derek Daylin Prather, Joshua Sequin Prather, Madison Damone Lomax, and Christopher Donnell Lomax. And I have a beautiful granddaughter, Jayla Nevada Prather. Being a mom is natural. Being a mentor is hard. I don't believe I ever had a true mentor. I had role models, 
mentors have a more of a defined outlook on how successful you become. Marriage can be a beautiful thing. It can be sweetly divine, depending on how hard you work at it. Marriage is hard work. It can bring out the best in you or the worst. Fast forward to 2021, when I gotten laid off from Kerocentrics, the old crystal would have crumbled. The new crystal? Well, I just asked God, which hat should I wear next? I finally did something I always wanted to do, start a podcast. My purpose in life is to have and manage a successful business. I believe the path I'm walking is my path to prosperity and righteousness. This is Krista Renee, and this is my Black History Month. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm here to talk about my Black History Month and how I overcome where I'm in today. So where I am succeeding is I'm succeeding in playing basketball and trying to take it further. What motivated me to play basketball was me getting cut from the middle school team. I got cut during seventh, sixth and seventh grade. When I got cut, I did not want to try out again in the eighth grade. When I got cut, those two times, I didn't feel like I was good enough to actually try out again. So I didn't try out in eighth grade. Coming to high school, when ninth grade, I didn't try out. 10th grade, I tried out. And when I tried out in 10th grade, I sprained my ankle. When I sprained my ankle, I had to wear crutches for three months, and I wasn't able to play. Three months is pretty much the whole season, so I wasn't able to play. I couldn't, the next year, I couldn't try out because that's when COVID hit, the enemy was doing online. But this year, I tried out and I made the team. And what I'm doing now is breaking my butt off, trying to get scholarships or colleges that's looking into me. And since me hustling, I got a couple coaches that my coaches putting me with other coaches, getting me with them so I could get a scholarship so they could talk, talk to me about it. And pretty much just working Hustling got me to where I am today. I just gotta move forward. It's my Black History Month. What Black History means to me is the people who came before me and the sacrifices that they made, um, not only for the culture but for the for the country. Uh, the great minds, the great thinkers that created, that invented. Um, the things um, that we have, that we use daily, um, that we don't think about, that we contributed to. Black history should be taught more, uh, should be talked about more because um, African-Americans are contributions to this country.
for me, you know, um, going out every day um, and contributing to society to earn an honest living and to just do my part, um, to be the best version of myself that I can be and to pass that on um, to, to my kids and, and, and people around me. Just to make people around me better. Because every day, you know, I strive to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. So, black history to me, you know, it means a lot. Um, I respect it and definitely commemorate those uh, who were here and those who are still here. uh, Fighting the fight for equality, for justice, you know, for a better tomorrow for our kids you know, for a better tomorrow for our kids. With that, you know, I say salute and have a good one. This is Black History Week. And um, I'm talking about things, just things in general. And what, as a, as a Black woman, you know, what I'm experiencing of some of the things that I have experienced or uh, even not only what I experienced, what's on my mind today. I know a lot of things is going on today. I mean, this this month as well as, you know, Martin Luther King. Then I seen the segment on Muhammad Ali and things that went back, you know, in that, in, in that time. Um, but I'm just, um, I'm going to just say this, and this is just, my my true feeling when my daughter wanted me to, to talk, I really don't don't want to talk about myself because I I just figured I didn't have. To me, I I just didn't think I had accomplished a whole lot like I should have, and that's basically my fault. So what I'm what I'm saying today, what I what I happened through I had made a lot of mistakes I went down that road I had a lot of mis- made a lot of mistakes and sometimes you you want to turn you wish you could turn back the heads of time but it just don't work that way but you just have to keep moving forward and you have to pray and, and keep God you know in, in your in your life you know I have three beautiful wonderful kids they're, they're well educated and I'm very proud. I, as a single mother, I haven't had no, I didn't have no problem with my kids as they was coming up. Um, my, my son, I was proud of him. He went into the Navy, you know, he did his four years, but that was on him. And, and I'm proud of him even as today. And my oldest daughter, who I'm, um, helping her with her podcast. I'm proud of her. What she's trying to do, she's she's trying to, to get her podcast going, and, and I'm proud of that. And, and I'm glad for, for, for her as a black person that's really trying to, and, and trying to get get her herself, you know, in perspective with her podcast. And then I have a, uh, uh, my my baby girl, who's a, a you know reading teacher, I'm proud of her each and every day because she's she's doing something. She 
trying to encourage them to read and working with them each and, each and every day. And, you know, I just sometimes the parents don't realize how important reading is to a child and, and just to participate and just to be involved a little bit more. That would that would help out any child, not only the kids she's working with, but with any child. And and to speak up about me, I met like I said, I made mistakes in my life, and and I had a love of my life, but I couldn't see it. I, I you know you never you know like they say you never miss the water until you well run dry, and and sometimes that's the way it goes, and then you could. And, and 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 say you you wish you could have did something different, but then it's too late. But you have to just keep on moving. And I remember the times my mother always used to tell me, you have to go through the storm to appreciate the sunshine. And there have been so many storms in my life, but at the end, I I do appreciate that sunshine at the end. And I, you know, want, and, and I just want to say now, my mother. I thank God. She's 94 years old. She's still living, and 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 she made it through the uh, pandemic, the COVID, and you know we made it made it through that. And I'm grateful. I mean, I don't have a you know a whole lot to say, but it's just the little things that I'm saying, and I hope it will make a difference in somebody's life. You know, keep striving. You know, don't 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 settle for less in in, in life, in, in your relationship or nothing. Don't don't settle for that. Don't don't settle beneath beneath you. You know, always try to move forward. Uh, uh try to make something happen for you in your life. And and that's basically what I wanted to say and the way I feel about. You know, as a black woman and, and, and black history, we have learned. We have came a long way. And things have changed. But it, it seems like there's no there's no end or there's no end at, at the end of the rainbow. But it is because the way things is now. And like I spoke on the pandemic and then after the pandemic and how we are, now we still got the struggle and I figure my life right now. I'm 68, and now I still got the struggle. I mean, I, you know, I, and, and not only me as a black woman, I mean, everybody. I mean, this pandemic don't affect all of us. It's not one. Like they say, we are all in this together. And some people say we are not all in this together. But yes, we are. We are all in this together. When you go into the store, you go to the gas pump, you you have to pay rent and condo. Oh, we're all in this young, in this young together because everything is up. Every everything don't don't increase tremendously, and it's still a struggle. But long as we got God and keep and keep our head above water, we gonna make it. We gonna see it through. And I have a granddaughter. She's in the Navy. And, and I'm worried about her. I have two grand, granddaughters in the service. And, and now with this help approaching upon us, Satan used a liar and 
the lie and, and the truth ain't in you. We gonna make it through through it all. And, and because there is a God. And he and he, he don't brought us this far. He brought us this far and he's not gonna let us suffer and he's not gonna let us down right about now. And that's all I have to say about Black History Month. Thank you. May God bless you all. Hey, my name is Josh Prather. I'm here with me and my daughter named Jayla Prather. We're here to talk about Black History Month. Uh, one thing I can say about Black History Month, every year that we celebrate it, uprising for us uh, every year. Our ancestors, yes, give them credit, which created the Black History Month, but also I'd rather look forward. There's a new generation. Everything is evolving, everything change, changing. So we live in the 21st century, so nothing is gonna be the same. I feel like we have great people in our lives, like Madam C.J. Walker, or the guy that invented peanut butter. Those are people we get credit to. If you're a parent like myself, I think we should teach our kids, not just to recreate in the past, Cooking with your child, him or her, letting them know about the peanut butter, little things like that. Being active, Black History Month, part of uh, nowadays, kids grow up without their mother or their father, and they have the unconditional love, and they forget that that valuable lesson, or it's not, or it's not admitted into their brain. It's not taught to uh, girls that can't cook or can't clean, or guys that can't pick up after themselves. For example, fill out applications. So when I say we have to learn how to parent, not just parent the kid, but we parent ourselves to turn our kids the right way. The girls and boys that can't function, take the time out, be there for them. They'll never forget that valuable lesson, how to cook, or how to clean, or how to take care of themselves or fill out their application because they're going to learn from great people. Who those great people they learn from? They're going to learn from you. And who you learn from? You learn from the people what Madam C.J. Walker. What an honor to contribute reflections on the 90-day podcast for the Black History Month. Thank you, my sister, Krista Renee, for allowing me to share a snippet of my 53-year-old history. I am beyond blessed to have half of my childhood raised by my paternal grandparents, Henry and Anna Hurst, in a small town in Martin, South Carolina. I did not understand why it was so significant that my grandfather wanted his grandchildren to remember his date of birth. He would say, I was born the 10th month, 10th day, and 10th year. October 10th, 1910. My grandmother, however, was born in 1914. It was not until I became an adult and having children of my own that I had an appreciation not only for their era, but also for which my very own father, Xavier Hurst Sr., became in 1947. I say became because as the sixth child of my grandparents, my dad had the biggest personality. He was a visionary and he had the hugest heart. All of this formed his character. By the age of 18, dad married his 14-year-old southern sweetheart, 
to which my oldest sister, Doris, I being the middle, and our younger little brother, Xavier Hersini, was born. In 1966, Dad moved his young bride with his child, pregnant with Doris, to Hartford, Connecticut. He was an exceptional father, and he often worked two jobs to provide for his family. He did not let his sixth grade education hinder him from doing so. Now see, Dad was no stranger to hard work. That's because he started at a very young age. The Hearst boys, as the community knew them, were only allowed to obtain a sixth grade education before they had to work full time in the fields. That's right, plowing, planting, harvesting, taking care of the animals, doing automobile work, building, you name it, they did it. So that developed many talent, skills, and abilities in my dad, but he naturally came with good looks. Dad knew his way around the kitchen because it was taught by his mama. Yes, macaroni and cheese, ham, collard greens, grits, bacon, eggs. That was his, you know, his specialties there. I can't even get started. I get excited thinking about the homemade dishes that mama made. She cooked and served three meals a day. And she was well known for her cakes and pies served at the Mount Baptist Church anniversary dinners. Y'all, let me tell you, these plates were actually served from the trunk of cars. But I'll be remiss if I did not give my grandma credit for her sweet tea and cornbread. My goodness. Well, let's get back to Connecticut. While in Connecticut, Dad worked at a factory and he made foreman. Remember, that was a big deal because he only had a sixth grade education. Reading was not his strongest area, but he was pretty decent in math. I believe that his confidence and him being able to adapt to his surroundings made him very good at his job and with people. Now, let me tell you this about my dad on a personal level. He was tall, he was slender, so he wore his clothing well. In fashion, he had a fashion sense. He wore those bell bottoms, those rim hats, those fake fur coats, and they all matched his car. Dad knows that Mrs. Tay was very handsome. While pregnant with Xavier, however, our mother left Connecticut and went to Florida to live with her mother. That's where Xavier was born. But it was within a year that Xavier, Xavier Jr., would come to live and be raised by our grandparents. Back in Connecticut, this made Dad a single parent, but he was the ultimate single dad. Our family grew. Dad had another son, David, and two daughters, Crystal and Belinda. Unfortunately, Dad died at a young age of 48 of a massive heart attack in 1996. Doris, who I will often say was his favorite child, she died in 2012. Daddy, Mama, Dad, and Doris, they all left legacies, and their history is forever imprinted in my heart. I share the following with my children, Ariana and Lloyd Christian, to pass to their children. Proud of, the, of his third grade education, my granddaddy will say, get your education. They cannot take it away. I believe he later realized how valuable education could have been for all of his children. Mama would say, practice makes perfect. I understand that to me. Just 
Get up, show up, keep going, put forth your best your best effort. Dad was a tall glass of love. Unconditionally he loved, even if it was a return. Doris was my sister that filled the shoes as mother, friend, therapist, and she is so greatly missed. Her two children, Twadric and Bianca, and her only grand, Eli, my smitten, are forever blessed. We are the children of Levi. What black history means to me, black history means being in touch with your culture. Today's youth is a bit detached from the history of our people. They don't fully realize or understand the sacrifice that was made um, by those who came before us. They believe black history begins with what they see on TV or videos, and they have a misconception of our people, what we stood for, or what we even stand for. So my goal is to ensure that they understand that everything is about evolution, understanding where we were, uh, where we are at, and how far we can go. Um, I remind them of what it means to be Black, our music, our art, our literature, understanding um, how those things are a representation of us, of who we are. I think about growing up in the 90s and being so proud to be Black, going to uh, colleges that represented us. I think about what our music said about being black and being proud and being just okay with understanding that we did not have to conform. We did not have to uh, sacrifice who we are to uh, appease other people. I want kids today to understand that is okay. We don't have to be a European version of beautiful in order for us to be proud of our ethnicity. We should be proud of our skin color, proud of our facial features, and proud of things that says we are Black, strong individuals. So for me, being Black and being proud of our heritage just means being comfortable with knowing who we are uh, as a, a people. Me personally, understanding that I am valuable as a Black woman, knowing that I am given um, today's youth a positive impression of what it means to be uh, Black and be uh, proud, understanding that I don't have to uh, conform. I can speak my mind. I can show my intelligence. I can show that in ways uh, that makes people uncomfortable and be okay with that because they don't make things comfortable for us. So therefore, I should not go out my way of to make things comfortable for them. And if showing and being proud of my black heritage makes that makes other people uncomfortable, then that's on them. So my goal is to show our youth that our youth, excuse me, um, that being black and being proud of who we are 
uh, being proud of where we come from, being okay that, you know what, every African-American um, person has a different um, quest, but knowing that they have a quest, and that quest is just to be true to themselves. So this Black History Month, I strive to remember what it was like to compete as an African-American woman, um, find my own level of success and be proud of that and share all of those findings with uh, the youths of tomorrow. And this is Krista Renee from the 90 Day Podcast. Thank you for listening to my family, Black History Month, better known as our BHM. This project was very difficult for some and very easy for others. Next year, maybe you and your family can put together your BHM, your Black History Month. Thank you for listening. This is Krista Renee. Like always, stay safe, stay positive, and stay healthy. Bye-bye.